You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. This is the Great Pets Radio Show with professional dog trainer Brian Kilcommons and Dr. Jim McKiernan of the Great Bay Animal Hospital. The Great Pets Radio Show. Now, here's Brian and Dr. Jim. Good morning. Welcome to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim McKiernan. We are live. I am pleased to be joined for a second Saturday in a row with one of the top dog trainers in the world, author, friend, um, someone who's just fabulous, Sarah Wilson. Um, Thank you. Absolutely. Um, Sarah has a a great um, way of helping people like me even understand ways of implementing um, dog behavior issues and solutions in a great, great way. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we know... um, in, in a lot of times when I've had dog training questions mm-hmm. gone on, and Brian is is so good at this too, mm-hmm. where if there's a problem, if someone contacts you and says, you know, my dog is going after the UPS guy, mm-hmm. it, it it's not it's for you. It's not a it's not a visit to the house and saying, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, when the UPS guy pulls in the driveway, this is what you then do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start with that. It starts with the foundation. It starts with, if your dog won't listen to you in the kitchen when nothing's going on, the UPS guy had better be quick. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so so. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about what is foundation work because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, the, it's the basis of how you can solve a lot of your problems. It's one thing to have some of these trainers work with you, the good ones especially, but it's the other thing. But, you know, somebody said to me the other day, it may have been you, Sarah, they said, you know, the first thing we got to do is teach the dog to listen to you. Right. That's, that's the first start. And, and the exciting thing is it doesn't take a lot of time. It's not that you have to get on. Um, yeah, I'm not here. Yeah, but, but Are it, we the, on? We're on. The dogs. There we are. Um, you don't have to teach them to listen to you. Um, it doesn't take an hour a day. It just takes a minute here, a minute there. You can incorporate it into what you're doing. And that works beautifully. We're having some technical issues, which is why we're... Well, you know, I mean, here's an example. Um, And I have a lady who's going to call in today because she asked me a question yesterday while Mm -hmm. I was at a basketball game for one of my kids. And um, and it was a great question. But I'm going to hold off because I think you can probably answer it better. Oh, can't wait. But one of the the common things that people ask me all the time is a very simple question. Is that is, how do I stop my dog from going absolutely berserk when someone comes to the door? And if you have questions this morning for Sarah, give us a call or myself at 1-888-441-9876. But Sarah, that is, how many dogs have you met? Almost all of them. I I think it's easier to count the ones that don't go berserk at the door. Because it's actually a classic case of training. The knock on the door happens or the doorbell rings and then they open the door and somebody's right there. And it's always interesting, always exciting. I tell people every dog in America comes when called. You just have to call them with the doorbell. But wait a minute. But hold on a sec though, Sarah. Sometimes it isn't exciting for them. Sometimes they're... Oh, it's frightening. The hackles might be up and they might... So they may be going down a wrong path of, of protection, aggression, or something, whatever we want well, to say. Well, they get that excited, and then their cup runneth over in whatever genetic direction they have. And, and that's the thing. When in doubt, dogs revert to their heritage. So a golden retriever is going to jump in mouth, probably, and a shepherd's probably going to hackle up and try to decide whether they need to take them out or say hi and all that <laughs> stuff. So that's where we need to help them. Yes. And what I always ask the owners is, what does the dog need to know to succeed? And one of the things would be sit. 
if the dog is sitting, it cannot be that bad at the door. It can still be barking, but it's not a threat, and you're not socially embarrassed. And one of the hard things is, is you're trying to welcome someone into your house or get the FedEx package, and the dog is barking, and you're embarrassed, and you don't want to deal with it, and the dog picks up on all this, and bah. So you need to practice when things are calm. Practice when things are calm. Use it when it's exciting. Um, <coughs> just like you don't try to teach a, a kid how to read in the middle of a soccer game. It's hard, though, when they're stimulated to do that because you'll say sit and, and all of a sudden they're going to like tune you out. Right, which is why I use physical cues. Um, that's all in My Smart Puppy. I love something called simple sit, which is light upward pressure means sit. And that's something you can use. I teach the dogs that if the hand is on the collar, they should sit. Mm -hmm. And so you teach that ahead of time. You just walk around the house and you go by your dog. You put your hand on the collar. You tell them to sit. They sit. You say hi. You do that 15 times a day pretty soon. When you put your hand on the collar, they just sort of automatically go, oh, that's right. I should be sitting. And then you give something to reward. Most dogs think you have aggression around the door because when the doorbell happens, you get upset. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. Sit. Off. Oh, oh. <laughs> My owner's got aggression problems. I don't know. Something to do with the doorbell. Um, so we need to give them something positive to do and reward them. And most dogs are pretty happy to have something else to do. Okay, that's interesting. You're looking at it completely from a dog's point of view, in which I can totally see that ha dog okay. feeling that way. Oh, I think dogs figure a lot of people have dog-to-dog um, -dog aggression issues because the dog shows up and the owner starts going, no, no, sit, no, no, bad. Right, right. And the dog goes, I don't know what she's upset about, but it's something to do with the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going to jump in on I'm this gonna one. I'm going to jump in on this I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So let's say you start with the sit mm -hmm. and you are able to... Uh, get the dog. Well, let, let's paint the scenario. You, you can do the sit. And then yes. suddenly you're just sitting on the couch reading the paper. Ding dong. Ah. And then all of a sudden that dog is yep. tearing for that door is screaming. One of the best ideas I got for this was from Becky Bishop out at Puppy Manors in Seattle, Washington, one of the top training areas out west. I think we interviewed her once. She's oh, a, she's fabulous. She received an award out there as well, for right? For reading with Rover, her, yes. her uh, yeah, yeah. not-for-profit. But what she says is just go to Home Depot and get one of the remote doorbells that's battery-operated. So you can be sitting at the TV doing nothing, and you can ring the doorbell, and nobody's there which means you've got time to deal with it with the dog without the pressure of somebody waiting outside the door. Ding dong, burr, 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 burr. sit, good boy, reward him, walk away. And pretty soon the dog learns, you know, every time the doorbell rings, it doesn't mean somebody's there. It just means I'm going to have to sit. So you are allowed to practice it. Part of the problem is you can't practice this without getting <laughs> some kind of doorbell. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, isn't that nice? That's but, sweet. But, but what if, I'm going to keep going on this. Yeah, please do. I'm used if, to it. What if the dog... You got the remote, you uh -huh. press the button, the dog beelines it for yeah. that door, yep. and then you say, sit, and the dog's like zoning you out. Say, right, perfect. The, okay, so it's going, and then maybe 30, 45 seconds barking. No, well, see, I don't, I don't wait on that. I start doing something else. I would have the dog on leash, and my feeling in those situations is clearly they have too much time on their hands, and they need something else to do. Okay. So I might, uh, a lot of doors are in narrow areas or mudrooms. I might block the dog out of the room and teach him how to stay back so that when I come up to the door and I point and I tell him go, he shoots out into the other area. Okay. Pip does that because I have to do that with Pip because Pip's brain leaves her head. She has an out-of-body experience. Pip's one of your... One of, one of my dogs. One, she's a special one. She's a special <laughs> one. I love Pipster. Um, but certain things she's capable of and certain things she isn't. So when she's having one of her days where she goes, ah, I just tell her Pip go and she goes and stands in the kitchen and if she's barking there, she's not 
causing other issues. So there are all kinds of things you can do. So you have to think of it in terms of not just um, how can I get control at the door, but how can I create a situation where the dog can think. Okay. And she can't think that close the door. If I tell her go and she pops into the kitchen and stands there, she is controlling herself and right. she's much calmer. And that's very easy. We use a lot of space games and we uh, that's pretty easy to do once you learn how to block them. And when you mention a leash, you walk over and you put the leash on them? or They have the leash on them. If you're going to do this work, you okay, practice gotcha. it. Yep, yep. All right. This is Dr. Jim McKernan with Sarah Wilson. And we are talking We are talking pet training, dog training, cat training. You give us a call at one 888 441 I'd be retired. 9876. We'll be back after this break. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim. We're with Sarah Wilson. We're talking pets. We're talking behavior. Our number is 1-888-441-9876. Stump the trainer. Stump the trainer. I don't know if I can with you. Try. I love it. Oh, all right. I'll okay. try it. How about this? How about if you can name for me? I just got this online this week. Oh, The AKC no, just can't. announced their top five register... Now... Actually, what's interesting about this is that this is actually their top five registered oh, yeah. breeds. Yeah, I think the mixed breed is the top breed in the the top dog in the country right now is mixed breeds. Absolutely, no question. What is it about? I mean, we're going off on all sorts of tangents, but what Why is not? it about with these mixed breeds? So many mixed breeds of hounds. <laughs> Have you noticed that? Maybe because well, I'm doing a lot of shelter work, but there's hound in almost all of them. Well, that's because they're coming up from Tennessee and Kentucky where pet overpopulation hasn't really been managed yeah. as well as up here. And they have a lot of hounds, and if the hounds don't hunt, guess where they end up? Breeding. <laughs> well, they end up um, at the shelters. Okay. You know, they let them run. They're like, if they don't come back, they just end up at the shelter, and they end up getting shipped up north. Yeah. So a lot of hounds are coming up. Um, that's not a common breed in the northeast all right well so you know we'll see if you can get these but the uh the, the labrador uh number one number one i don't care about the order you can just throw me the five yeah i think labrador is always number one they've been number one for a long long time i'm gonna stump you 
No, it's not number one? Wow. It is number one. But okay. Yeah, how about... You, okay, I, I don't need Yorkie. them in order. Actually, Yorkie was number three. Very good. Very good. Okay, um, and I'm betting... She's a ringer. This is like asking somebody to play pool who's well, been like, you know, hanging around with Minnesota fats. I, Go ahead. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> it's the winner. I put on a few pounds. Be nice. <laughs> um, and I bet a, a guard breed, either a boxer or a German Shepherd, maybe? Oh, no, like oh so now we're going down the multiple choice selection. <laughs> so, yes, you are correct. The German Shepherd did come in at number four. There you go. There you go. Um, is the Golden still up Oh, top? my God. I was just going to call you. And then it's going to be Wilson. Well, this I, is number two. I'm hyphenated. Yes. Now this is this is the hard one. This is that I bet you won't get because I didn't get this one. Uh, Boston Terrier. No, gotcha. Whew. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> what? It was a beagle. <laughs> I like beagles. Beagles are great I if do. you have I, a fence. I find them cute. They're fun. They're playful. They're just the perfect They're size. They're, they do need exercise, which I like, which I want to talk about exercising your dog. Because I, I actually did a, uh, I did a form of exercise with my dog um, last week. I'm look, you know, it's winter time, and I've noticed. Yes, and there are so many pets who are overweight, and dare I use the word obese. Yes. So I'm always thinking of different ways with people can do something active with their dogs, and I'm there's a number of things going through my head right now. I feel, and mm -hmm. I, I honestly believe this, and there's no, I've not seen it, and I've not seen it written down, but the dogs that come into my place that are 17, 18, mm -hmm. 19, are these dogs who have been exercised yep. routinely yeah, throughout sure. their lives. Yeah, and well, also kept at a good good weight. Yeah. And that um, Purina did do work on, and that the good weight not only adds extra years to your dog's life, but they have better quality years. So this overweight, people are literally loving their dogs to death, and they don't even know what's going on. Um, yeah, didn't you go, was it ski joring? I went ski joring. That's a great. Now, it is great. Uh, Tell I, people what it is. Yeah, ski drawing now is a new... No, it's, it's it, it, well, yeah. Well, you, you put it like a harness around your waist. It goes up kind of right under mm -hmm. your butt, under your thighs, and around your pelvis. Mm -hmm. And it's got a little bungee cord, and you strap on your dog. You get the cross-country skis, and off you go. <laughs> right? Yeah. So you get, and so many it, of you are laughing right now because you can imagine how this can go wrong. Right. So, so <laughs> one would think, my gosh, I have an engine. I have an engine in front of me, and I could just sit back like I'm on a chairlift and get taken for a ride. Well, not so much. <laughs> yeah, well, the the, up, the upside is when I did do it, I went to uh, one of the local ski areas that had groomed trails. Oh, nice. Made a big difference. Yep. And it, well, you know what? It was a nice day. Uh -huh. um, I did happen to see a number of northern breeds out there and people right. who were really polished at it yep. go like bonkers down the, down the trails. Yeah, running, was, just running. Yeah, this dog's a pulling. Yeah. Well, I own a retriever. Yeah. And every time the retriever pulled a little bit on my on the harness, she would then, who I adore her, in doing what I have taught her to do over the right. years, turn around and say, oh, I'm pulling. I shouldn't be pulling like it's a leash. Right. So she would turn around and run back to me and heal. That's right. Good girl. Yeah. <laughs> we can fix that. We oh can easily God. teach a dog that it's okay to pull on a harness and not on the collar. That's easy to teach. But, but can, good can, girl. can I tell you, the look in her eyes, after a while, it just, it did not become fun because... Right. I was getting frustrated. Right. Because I'm like, go. You are 75 <laughs> right. pounds of nothing but muscle. I know you can pull me. And she was getting confused. Oh, no. The, and it, it was yeah, not the, fair to her, Sarah. The more upset or you sounded or, or confused or frustrated, the more she's going to go, but I'm healing. I'm doing the she best did. I can. She did. That's exactly yeah. what she did. Yeah. And eventually she sat next to me. And I, and I said, you know what? I'm done with this. So I just took yep. the bungee and I wrapped it around my arm a little bit. Good. And then she and I just went cross-country skiing together. Perfect. 
And that's that was our answer. But you can <laughs> you can uh, fix that by putting her in harness away from the skis, and even putting out a line of say treats on the sidewalk or on the driveway, and just putting a little bit of tension on the harness. And the minute she pulls toward the treat, you release the pressure, put a little pressure on. She pulls toward release, and so she learns that pulling forward when she's on the harness is okay. And then you can build up from there. But uh, what a good that? girl! Have, I've, you, I've done that in tracking. Yeah, Pip won't pull on a, on a collar, but pulls like a Banshee on harness. Will you help me? Yeah, sure, of course. Oh, no. (laughs) Happy to. This will be easy fix. uh, But the other thing I want to talk about on that, and and people are doing like, I don't know if this is called horse ski drawing or something, but people are having horses pull them on the back (laughs) of skis. Now, personally, I've seen some of these people go with these Siberian Huskies, and they're going at a good clip. Yeah. The last thing I would want is a thoroughbred. (laughs) There is a emergency clip off that you can pull it off. But it can be dangerous. Oh, I believe in physics, and yeah, yeah you want you yeah. want to have some caution. Don't. But, but it is cool, and, it, and it's just so something you know. really you can do with your dog to get yes. him out to exercise him. And one of the great things about ski drawing is, in theory, it's a straight line exercise. And for obese animals, uh, if you want to protect the joints while they're getting fit, doing walking, doing swimming, doing ski drawing like this, which is a straight line, yes. is much safer on their joints than doing fast pivoting, um, retrieving anything like that. Yep. Um, so. Uh, long, slow exercise, good place to start with your overweight dogs. The number is one eight 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 four four one nine eight seven six. We are talking obesity and pets coming up next. I have a couple more questions on that for you. Obesity? Yeah, on yeah. obesity. Well, I'm, we're seeing a lot of it. This is the time of year. You know, you hear the comment quite a bit, winter weight. And, you know, who doesn't carry the winter weight? <laughs> We all do. So, but we're going to, not only can we come up with some ideas on how to exercise your dog, but we're going to give you some thoughts on how to get rid of that weight as well. And also adjusting feeding in the winter because everyone's lying around. I have to adjust feeding myself. We'll be back after this break. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. Pet Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
So I want to ask you a couple of questions about uh, dog and cat obesity. Isn't it something like 60% of the pets now in the country? It's some wild number now are overweight. Yeah. You know what's interesting? I have a... I'm going to... I do this with you, but I'm just going to go off on another tangent. I had someone go to Sweden recently, and they Mm -hmm. spent some time over there, and they looked at her, and they said, you're not American. And she said, what do you mean? Uh, Yes, I am. Mm -hmm. I'm from New Hampshire. And they said, no, you're not obese. Yeah. So there's this feeling, this stereotype in in that area that, you know, they go hand in hand. So, yeah, we see a lot of uh, overweight dogs and cats. Yeah, and I think somebody recently did a study that saw there was a link between overweight with cats. Uh, but not so much uh, with dogs, I believe. Uh, but in any case, how do you tell people to take off the weight? Do you change their diet or do you change the amount of their diet? Do you keep track of that? One of the, one of the nice things that I have, which, you know, no one likes to be told you're overweight. No. Right? I mean, right. what a tough thing to hear. Yep. Especially if you criticize their dog. Yes. I mean, that's... But you ha- my job, I have to, to some degree. Mm-hmm. But when you walk into my examination room, I have a poster on the wall. Yeah, so you can refer to the poster. You got it. That's so smart. I'm always a couple minutes behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a couple, few, dozen sometimes. But anyways, you can look up at this poster as they're right there right. next to their right ear. Right. And, you, they, and they inevitably are able to grade or put their dog in a category to say, oh my gosh. My dog's overweight or my dog's obese. Right. So that, in a way, helps me not have to be the bad guy. But, you know, the biggest thing I find, and Brian mentioned it too a number of times in the show, is that people have gotten away from the measuring cup. Yeah, the measuring cup, yeah. It's so simple. Yeah, and I've had it people say, s- I give them two scoops. I say, well, get me the cup. And it turned out they were feeding the box or four and a half cups of food a well, day. Yeah, it's, like yeah, the, it's, it's a huge... Yeah, it's like the scoops you get at the movie theater. You know, <laughs> 25 cents more for a large, and it's like this big. But <laughs> even a mug, a coffee cup, which everyone assumes is going to be a cup, they're really radically different sizes. And if the kibble piles on top, you can end up with an extra half cup or three-quarters of a cup a day. And then if you end in some treats, you're really over the top. So you measuring's are. the first. That's, that is the first. And, um, you know... And the second thing would be um, not leaving food down all the time. Yeah. Because a lot of folks will still do that. Now, there are some dogs who have the ability to regulate. Yes. No, they have, like, my metabolism or something. Right. You know, they could eat. Some people look at a pepperoni pizza and they're going to gain a pound. Right. Other people burn it. Yeah. So I think dogs are very similar to that. Yeah. You know, I've had hypothyroid dogs, underactive thyroid. If I have a dog that's that's overweight, Mm -hmm. the first thing I do medically is. I'll ask them how many cups a day are they getting. And, right. you know, again, we're going to get all over the board because of the size of the cups. But checking a thyroid level is really important. And if they are underactive thyroid, we can supplement that. But over the years, I found that it doesn't necessarily take off the weight. So oh, that's that, interesting. And that's a tough one because you want to promise people, right. hey, if uh, you just take this pill because your dog is deficient in this, uh, what the body needs. Right. But they don't take the weight off a lot of the times. I so. didn't realize that. That's interesting. How many overweight dogs that come in do you find have some sort of thyroid issue? Rough guess. Not a lot. I mean, it depends upon the breed. I bet you the Goldens, probably 30% of some okay. of the Goldens that we see. We got to really look for it in the labs. Um, 
But again, you know, it's like we go through the breeds here. Yeah. Do I see it in beagles? Yes. Have I seen it in shepherds? No. Yorkies, not so much. Not so much. Uh, goldens, my gosh. Yeah, standard. I'm looking for it all the time in a golden. It's just a matter of time. So... Yeah, so anyways, that's the other thing. Now, we talk about exercise. I mean, exercise, you know, you know, we talk about separation anxiety, and we can talk about all these other things that destructive behaviors dogs will do, or just, just frustrations that they have at home. The many cries for help. Yeah, and, and it's amazing if you take your dog out and you run them, you'd go for exercise, and you can work them. But to people's, you know, to people's benefit, they do say, you know, Jim, I go out and I throw that ball 20 times a day. Right. But he comes back and he's like, okay, so that's like the first inning. Right. right? There's, there's <laughs> mental exercise and there's physical exercise. For some dogs, the mental exercise tires them out. Teaching them self-control, playing games where they really have to think and yeah. listen takes the edge off. And for other dogs, a long walk will take the edge off. It really has to be well, dog well, by dog. I want to talk about mental exercises. Right now, we have Gwen from Farmington on the line. Good morning, Gwen. Good morning. Thanks hey, Gwen. How are you? Good. Good to hear you. Yeah, Susan. well, as the owner of seven non-obese dogs, I completely agree with what you're saying, but I have... Uh, Did you say non-obese? Non-obese. Her dogs are fit. Obese. Yeah, her dogs are C fit. Congratulations. I, I don't do fat dogs. Yeah. Um, I do have a medical question, though. Sure. Um, I have a 14 and a half year old dog uh, who just got... She got over a UTI about a month ago. And the other day, she peed on the floor, and then she was licking her urine. So naturally, I'm going to take her in for, uh, to have her urine rechecked. But other than, my first thought is diabetes, because obviously the urine tastes funny. Is there anything else that might be causing her to do that? Well, um, th that being peeing on the floor or, or licking her urine? or It was a licking the urine. It was freezing cold out. She has no body fat and no hair. So other than me forcing her out the door, she wasn't going. Well, I guess the first thing I would do is, is you know, a lot of times if you've had a urinary tract infection and you treat it, older dogs don't have the best immune system. So a lot of times uh, we'll put it, puppies or, uh, not puppies, but, you know, younger dogs on an antibiotic regimen for maybe a week. Older dogs need to be on it longer. So a lot okay. of times when you stop it after a couple of weeks, it will come oh, that's back. That's interesting because it never really left. Yeah, it never really left. So it will, it will come back. So um, but the, the first thing I would do is I would probably, you know, consider culturing the urine to make sure that there's not an infection. And and then sometimes there can be a little stone in there, you know? Oh, okay. And, and, and so it all depends on how active the urine looks, too. We've had dogs that have had just a kind of... Active? Yeah, active meaning... Sit-ups? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, ran, it runs across the floor. Yeah. <laughs> that's active? Okay, no. that's funny. All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> Duly noted on both ends. Active meaning a lot of red blood cells, a lot of white blood cells, okay. a lot of protein, a lot of crystals, a lot of stuff that really shouldn't be in the urine. So it's okay. very... We call that active. So if you've got a very active urine sample, is there an infection or not? And sometimes we'll do an ultrasound. We've got a terrific lady, Dr. Garrett in Newington, who we had a case recently where it was just like a cystitis. It was just an inflamed bladder. We actually just used a lot of glucosamine mm -hmm. to help with this dog. Oh, really? So I think before I would say, is there a medical reason? And, you know, it used, you know diabetes certainly can be one. But let's rule out that, that medical part. And then if that's all normal, then we start looking at the behavioral thinking. That's different. Yeah, and, you know, buy her a coat. <laughs> she has, she wears one in the house and she wears Aww. two outside. Oh, what a sweetie. Maybe she needs a little weight. 
Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> for the cold. Next, next week, a winter weight might be good for this one. See, there's always the exception, and you just cause trouble, woman. I do, I do what I can. I do what I can. <laughs> but try to get a urine sample off to your vet. Drop it off. Have them culture it if they can. And, um, and you know, a, a worst case scenario, do an ultrasound. But, okay. she, but she sounds like a, she's a 14 and a half. What breed is it? She's a mix. Oh, nice. Well, terrific. Yeah, she, she should have been dead two and a half years ago because she had leukemia two and a half years ago. But Wow. They well, don't always read the handbook. That's right. Yeah, I guess she's that hybrid vigor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I think, and I think she's probably got a good place to live, and she's not ready yeah. to leave that place yet. <laughs> yeah. You know? Gwen, yeah. thanks for the call. Keep us updated. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. We get chronic UTI. Sometimes, Sarah, we can have dogs. Urinary tract infections. There you go. Yeah. Sometimes we've had dogs on them for four uh, antibiotics up to four months, five months. Yeah. I wonder if they're as uncomfortable for them as they are for people. You know, I I don't know. No, I've never had one. But I I know that E. coli, which is the most common bacteria we'll see, can actually burrow into the, uh, deep into the bladder wall and just hang out. And do you see that with more with long-coated dogs, or it doesn't matter? doesn't matter. Mostly f- any female dog. And how about, well, we won't get into... If it's a male shape. dog, you know, I, yeah. the, the possibility of infection is so... It's uh, very, very lower. Lower. Right. So. right. Um, speaking of updates, I want to send uh, sympathy out to Christiana, who called last week from Dallas. Uh, her cat had had the dental work and then had oh, the right. rapid um, she weight loss. In. She called in. She did take the cat back to the vet, and there was um, a mass, a rapidly growing mass, and she lost Nellie. Um, oh, so. Sad. Sorry to hear that, Christiana. We're thinking of you. Boy, I, when you hear that, rapidly growing, and it wasn't there prior to because yeah. someone would have picked it up. That's yeah. usually lymphoma. Yeah. So it's, that's yeah. quick. That is quick. And what is it with lymphoma? seems like so many animals. Is it my imagination that a lot of animals are getting lymphoma, or is it that they're living longer, or it's just one of those nasty things that we hear about when it happens? I think they're living longer, and that's why we're seeing it. Okay, I well, just, that's a good I reason. just put a pet to sleep on Friday morning, and it had it. But it was 14 and a half. There you go. So, you know, it's one of those, it's a bad disease. Well, you know, in our lifetime, we all hope. I have a, a friend right now who's going through some cancer, and, and I just, I wish and I hope, I can't wait to the point where cancer becomes a chronic disease, where they can just stop it, you know? Oh, that's interesting. There's so many different sorts of cancer. We, it's all it. under one label, but there are a lot of different sorts. But lymphoma is not the greatest. I mean, lymphoma, when you diagnose it in a cat... You pretty much, it's, you know, the, the adage you'll see sometimes is six months whether you do chemo or not. Right. You really can't go in and resect it. You can, but, you know, you can be cavalier and resect a lot of things. Right. You go in. What's resect for the rest of the world? Remove. Okay. Like you feel that mass, you go in and remove it. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, with pulling them out of that anesthetic state, pulling right. them back to where they were before they went, because they're so compromised going into a procedure like that. Right. It's really tough. And also, if they've just, what's to stop it from coming somewhere else at you, that point? Well, yeah, that's right. My cat had that. So right. we had it all decided, and I, of course, wanted to go in. Right. You know, thinking, I want to do everything I can to save. And of I was course. I was told by Dr. Garrett, no, you are not. It's Good not for going. It's 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 because it's spread around. Now, in dogs, it's interesting. Dogs um, have a better prognosis. We had no, one that recently is... that went almost three years. Well, that's that's, that's the long end. That's the long end of lymphoma. But, you know, it's, it was chemotherapy. And we have cancer treatment now. Right. And uh, that comes up from um, Massachusetts, but it, it's in Newington, New Hampshire, so it's great. We love New Hampshire. Wow, well, yeah. We have everything here. Well, we didn't. <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally, that's right. <laughs> but we do. I had a guy from Massachusetts look at me once, a friend of mine's dad, before he had passed on. And the funniest line he ever said to me, he says, New Hampshire, he says, you got a Batucci's up there? <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, said, we've joined you. Yes, I said, I think there is a Petucci somewhere in, in New between Hampshire. the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I've never, we moved up three years ago. I've never seen as many Dunkin' Donuts in Everywhere. my life. Just we apparently live on caffeine and carbohydrates. American runs on Dunkin's. <laughs> here I am promoting them. Maybe we should get them as a sponsor. There we go. At the very least. The number is one 888 Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson. And we are just across the board on a lot of good stuff today. We're kind of emptying the drawer. And if you have any thoughts or questions, give us a call. Next, we're going to talk about greyhounds, though. Yeah, a little bit about greyhounds. I'd like that, to. That, that industry is, is actually... Brian and I spent a lot of time talking to people in New Hampshire about it. And... Uh, it's going, like other states, by the wayside. Let's so, talk. All right, we'll be back after this break. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets Add Life. To learn more, visit PetsAdLife.org. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. The dress code? Come as you are. Pajamas, a tux, you can even go naked like your pets. Unleash your party animal at my animal party. Guess you know from Animal Planet, TV, radio, the news, and bookstores will be joining me. And that's because after I won Best Pet Radio in America from the DWAA, I got my paw on the door and I met a lot of amazing people. And the best of the best are going to be coming to the party. They're coming to party with us. So join us at the animal party. Don't miss the party. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson. And we have Leo on the line from Barrington. Good, uh, good morning, Leo. Hi, good morning. How are you folks doing today? Good. I was just calling to let you know that we're very much enjoying your show, and my wife and I look forward to you folks for all your great advice and wisdom that you share with us every, every Sunday. And so I want to say two words to you. Thank you. Oh, wow. But I'll, I'll, also... Yeah, I thank you very real, much. You betcha. And also, I have a really quick question for you. Excellent. Now, I noticed earlier in the show you had mentioned the breed of boxer, mm-hmm. and you also mentioned that when it comes to obesity in animals that... Some folks might give their boxer four and a half cups of food a day. Well, I have a boxer that is 65 pounds, 19 months, and that is exactly what I give him. Oh, sure, because he's a young dog, um, and you have to go absolutely by the dog in front of you, and for him, that's what mm-hmm. he needs, and you're taking mm-hmm. good care of him. When he's um, seven or eight, he may yep. need less, and sometimes that adjusting for the metabolism change mm-hmm. is hard for people to see, but I bet at 19 months, he burns that without even thinking. Oh, it is absolutely crazy. I mean, I, I very, very faithfully walk him approximately three miles per day. Oh, wow. You're and, great, uh, Leo. Well, no, we, we, uh, we're just, my wife and I are just real responsible, and we love this dog to pieces so much that... That's great. You know, we just, uh, we want to do everything right. So mm-hmm. my ears kind of perked up a bit um, when you mentioned boxer breed and when you mentioned the amount of food, because yeah. we're very, very conscious... As far as uh, obesity in animals and Good as far for you. as keeping this dog physically the, fit. You know, there's, uh, a cal- there's a calculation you can do that, okay. that the pet food companies 
make and that as a veterinarian, let's say you brought me a dog who was sick and I had to calculate how many kilocalories or calories that dog should get every day. Uh-huh. So there is a number. Now, if you were to take that number and put it into a dog food bag, which is somewhat what they do, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it's not right for every dog. So I, you know, so a lot of times I have seen dogs and just through questions and answers and talking, I have found on average, now I could be wrong, people argue mm-hmm. this with me and that's okay, but my, what I have found through conversations has been about a, a cup per 25 pounds. So it's usually okay. about a cup of food per 25 pounds. So a 50-pound dog gets mm-hmm. two cups of mm-hmm. food. Well, guess what, Leo? I got a 70-pound dog. She's eating more than yours. Oh, my God. And she looks terrific. Right. So, so it's they're all different. So you're yeah, Sarah's and Wyatt, right on the who's, money. who's 85, gets three cups a day. Yes. It also oh. depends on how many calories per cup in that particular food. Right. Oh, I, I see. I see. But I just wanted to uh, just compliment you folks as, uh, once again. As far as the measuring cup, yes. I have my measuring cup directly on top of the container I keep the dog food in. And my wife and I, what we decided to do, too, is we adjusted the animal's food because in mm-hmm. the winter, no matter how well-intentioned you are, in the winter, your activity level yep. goes down due to icy roads and clement weather. Good for and you. And uh, so I, I dropped him from two and a half to two and a quarter. Good. And, I mean, he literally, he ju- he looks like a lean. Yeah. Uh, it's incredible He's how an lean and healthy he looks. Yeah. Can we clone you? Yeah. Can you call uh, us again, yeah. Leo? You can clone me. I'm not sure that the cloning process would be successful in all the all the light areas, but for this one particular area, as far as taking care of my dog, you yeah. bet you could clone me. Uh, I'd like to see go. other people be a little bit more, uh, maybe a little bit less lazy and get out there with your dog and just enjoy every second of it because... Their lifespan is so short, and they offer so much love to you that you you got to take care of them while you got them, while you're fortunate enough to have them, so that's, Leo, that's where Leo, we're at. keep going. Well, Sarah and I are just sitting back listening to you, <laughs> nodding our heads with each other. Just keep going, Leo. What else okay. do you have to say? Well, once, yeah, well, once again, uh, on behalf of my family, <laughs> no. you guys give us wisdom every Sunday, okay, well, and we look forward to you every Sunday, so once again... Yep. Thank, Thank you very much. Very much. And, and check out mysmartpuppy.com. There's some great information on that. I will do that. that. You folks have a nice day. All right. Take care. Boy, he's, uh, he's spot on. He's spot on. And he's I, absolutely and spot on. I, don't, I do not know who Leo is, so in case people are thinking he's my next-door neighbor, <laughs> uh, he's not. But, uh, but that's why it's great for people to call in and say, hey, you know, I didn't understand or I disagree with what you said there. And it gives us all a chance to clarify it in a way that uh, is going to be a help to a lot of people who may be thinking, huh, I'm not sure. Should I be feeding more or less? But Sarah, what a novel idea. Put the cup on top of the food bin. It's good. Wow. I know. It's, it's amazing what you can get. When, what much weight you're going to lose. Yeah, well, if I could put my cup on top of my food bin, I think it would probably work better for me, too. But they all are different. There, some dogs yes. need a lot of foods, and I think we can all say that. Some dogs need less, some, some dogs need more. Absolutely. We had this one dog with Brian a long time back, and it was a spinner. It was a Dobie that just yes. kept going. And my goodness, this dog ate eight cups of food a day. Of course, he was a marathon runner just in place. Yes, <laughs> he just kept going. And Brian did such a wonderful job finding him something else to do Yeah. but spin. Poor thing. <laughs> Because they don't know. One of the things I wish people would uh, understand a little bit better is that when we tell them no, they don't know what they're supposed to do. It's like me running up to you going, no, no, Jim, no, no, Jim. And you'd be like, what, 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 what? So it doesn't help them. I'm running out of time with you. Okay. I have two more really important questions that I want to know about. And I've had people ask me, when do you call it between two dogs? In other words, we have two dogs who are introducing to each other. And let's say that they just met. And it's going really well. And all of a sudden, the other dog throws his lips up. 
Do you say to that dog, stop it? What if the other dog makes a motion but backs up? In other words, what, what, do you follow me? When oh, do you I say totally to follow you. It's very hard to put this into a nutshell. Uh, aggressive displays are normal dog communication. Um, and there are a lot of breed differences. A lot of sporting breeds, which are very forward, sort of the close talker of the dog world, they get right in a herding dog's face. They're going to get teeth and an air snap, and that'll be the end of it. Um, so you have to, what I look for are... Uh, I worry when the tails match. If you've got uh, two tails that are straight up, okay. then they're more likely they haven't settled it. If one tail is straight up and the other one's at half mass, then they probably settled it and uh, it's not okay. going to be an issue. But I watch the tails and the heads. If their body posture looks the same and it looks confident, then we could be heading for a scuffle. What if one humps the other? Do you let that go on? Do you say, you know what, stop it, do it outside? Or what, what do you do? It sort of that? depends what the other dog uh, thinks of it and what the physical condition is of the humper. Hum I, I tend to interrupt it uh, in general, but some dogs trade back and forth or having a great time. Everything's within contact. Unfortunately, no. So, you're right because I, I have seen that with the submissive dog actually doing it to the other one, and the other one letting it happen. Right? They don't seem to mind. All well, right. that's really between them. Okay. What they do in the privacy of their own dog park is it, up to them. It's up to them. <laughs> Live free or die. Hey, another one is. Yes. I have a client who asked me this question to ask you. I didn't hear from her. I was hoping to, and that is she's going to bring another dog into the house. Mm-hmm. And um, the the dog she's going to bring in the dog she has at home was a, a marker. In yes. other words, he was peeing around the house. Yes. Not, an inf not an infection. Right. And then she's going to bring another dog into the house and she's afraid that the, the, the existing dog yes, will it's stop go marking back. again. Yeah, he, he will. Um, there are things to do. One is called a pee pocket which is a little belly band that he can wear so that he won't hike effectively and also to give him more structure. Hike meaning he can't lift, lift his, his leg? leg. Well, ah. he can lift it, but he, he won't be able to pee. Most of them won't hike their leg when they're wearing a cummerbund for whatever reason. Okay. Um, and then give him more structure and organization. Don't drop him off the deep end. Have you, him work for a living. You think it will happen? Oh, yeah. When he's stressed, I, I would right. bet money on it. You listen to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson, and we're going to be back to wrap up the show after this break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Pet 
Welcome back to Great Pets Radio. This is Dr. Jim with Sarah Wilson, and we are wrapping up the show. Sarah, I cannot tell you how, how much I enjoy doing the show with you. You, you just have such a great wealth of knowledge well, in what you, you do and everything that do you it. do. Um, it, I, you have been doing, I mean, Parade Magazine to, you know, PBS to... Thank I mean, you. It's all, an honor. All this stuff. And that My Smart Puppy book that you wrote, uh, both you. you and Brian, is really a, a great one. And uh, the website... You can get a lot of free information on MySmartPuppy.com. And we have a very active and moderated community of lovely, lovely people. I have to say, we have some of the nicest people. Terrific. Hey, let's get, some, let's get a dog adopted today. How about that? Let's do that. We have Karen on the line from Kachiko. Karen, good morning. Hey, morning. Karen. Hi. So every week we have Karen Fogarty on to uh, talk to us about a pet that has really tickled her fancy in the life of Kachiko Valley Humane Society. And who do we have this week, Karen? Um, we have Daytona. Um, he's honestly not a dog that's for everyone, just due to his size. He's a great Dane mix, um, around 90 pounds. Does he run laps? He's Is that the Daytona thing? <laughs> yeah. No, he just kind of stands there and watches everyone else run around. Him, actually, <laughs> but so he's a pretty mellow guy then, huh? He's very laid back. He actually um, really enjoys company of other dogs. Oh, nice. Nice, goofy dog. Can you say anything bad about him? Just his size. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> sounds like a wonderful uh, pet. How old is he? Um, he's around three. Okay. Perfect. So yeah. Good with cats, good with kids. Is so. uh, Did the beagle get adopted from last week? Oh, yeah, definitely. We had a little bit of a squabble over who was going to get him, actually. But We love that. <laughs> I do love that. I, I love hearing those stories. So his <laughs> name's Daytona. He's a, he's a uh, castrated male, uh, Great Dane mix. You have to say it that way? How about neutered? Uh, neutered, Jeez, yeah. you know, easy, buddy. It's I Sunday know. morning. <laughs> and he is uh, he's a love. He's a happy guy. He's great. All right, so your hours today? We're here till 4 today. Till 4 o'clock. Yep. And the number, phone number? 749-5322. So get up there and uh, let's see if you can get yourself a dog. In particular, hey, how about the cat population? We ask you every week, but are we, are we making a, a dent? It's so much better right now. Of course, it's winter, so that might be, you know, no kittens, but it's it's going really well. Nice, yeah. And I've seen a lot of people get them. A lot of more people are, are getting cats, and and why not? Because they're such easy pets to have. Mm-hmm. Wonderful companions, and if people would just spay and neuter, spay and neuter. Yeah, and just but their cats are so easy. You know, you can just yeah. get, you know love them up. They don't require a whole lot. And well, keep up the good work, Fogarty. Thank you very much. You you, you, good. you do good work. Take Thank care. You. All right. Bye bye. So the dog's name is Daytona. Get up there, check them out. And uh, Karen, I do work with Karen a little bit, and uh, I'll tell you what, she's got a good eye for the pets. So if she, I- she identifies one, grab it. Well, and people often think that a giant dog will be too much work, when in fact they're more mellow in the house than s- some sporting breeds. Um, they just lie around, and uh, they go outside, they have a walk, they come in, they love you for the day, but they don't hassle you the way a, a smaller dog might. So they can be easier to live with than you can imagine. I just love big, gentle dogs. Yeah. Just look at you and say, oh, it's so nice to be here. (laughs) (laughs) I love any tail that can clear a coffee table. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, anyways, we're going to wrap it up. We want to thank everybody for listening today. Uh, Leo, thank you for calling in. And uh, Sarah, again, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. We hope to have you back here again. Uh, Sarah, can people contact you on the website? Yeah, come to My Smart Puppy. I'm there all the time. Okay. Or Ter- S. Wilson at MySmartPuppy.com. Terrific. And for my co-host who is traveling, Brian Kilcommons, Sarah Wilson, this is Dr. Jim. We'll do it again next week. Thank you. Have a good day. Stay safe. Stay warm. You've been listening to the Great Pets Radio Show. Join Brian and Dr. Jim next Sunday for more informative pet talk. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.